Wow. Welcome to season four. You want to talk about pressure? Try interviewing a legend. Try interviewing your hero. Pressure's on me today because Jeff Kinsbach is next. And the heat is on. Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure, sharing stories of why we're here, how we fight to make it happen. We are starting the fourth season today, and we're going to start it with a bang. I'm really excited to welcome back uh, my friends, our partners, Sandler by the Ruby Group, Mike Jones, Ken Guest, Jordan Mullet. The whole team there has been supportive of this program since it began a full year ago. As we head into season four, they are on board again. And so if you are a seller or you're a business looking to increase revenue or sales, um, Sandler by the Ruby Group is going to help you out with that. You can check them out online at therubygroup.sandler.com. So this is episode one of season four. Let's do something special. Let me tell you a little bit about me just this much. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a DJ and I grew up in Northern Ohio. And one of the biggest motivators for me, I went to school every day listening to WMMS, the buzzard 100.7 man. They kicked ass. It was so cool. I love Kid Leo, Matt the Cat. And every morning, and I mean every morning, every morning, I listened to Jeff and Flash. And I am excited for you to meet my new friend, uh, Jeff Kinsbach, formerly of WMMS, now traveling the world in his RV with his wife, Patty, and rocking the RV Life podcast. Jeff Kinsbach, welcome to Purpose Under Pressure. Well, I appreciate the invite. I really do. And, um, you know, I won't rub it in, but I'm, I'm in Palm Springs, California. And, you know, that kind of works for us in the wintertime. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. We're looking out the window right now. It's actually, as we're recording this, it's the day before Thanksgiving and it's just miserable here. Yeah. So you know, in I, case you've got room in your RV, I'll climb in. Well, that was part of the reason for me leaving uh, my wife and myself. You know, we, uh, we just got tired of, you know, the long winters and it was like 30 and 40 degrees and cloudy all the time. And maybe yeah. drizzly. So we decided to start chasing 70 degrees. And that's what we do. So, nice. so far, so and good. You, you know, it. there's no nirvana. There's no perfect life or anything like that. But uh, for us, this works pretty well. You make it what it is, don't you? I mean, you, 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 uh, you were in a pressure packed world for a long time during your life. And now you're kind of not, right? Is that, uh, is that a hard switch for you? No, actually, it's uh, it's a welcome switch. I knew yeah. over the years that, um, you know, the stress and the responsibility of, you know, providing ratings on a uh, regular basis, I knew that uh, I had to let a lot of that go because it's not good for you health-wise. I mean, it was really a lot of fun at the time. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, we really enjoyed you know, being under pressure and performing and, and prepping prep. I think preparation is probably the biggest part of it. And if you're prepared, you're a little bit more confident, but, um, you know, we always, we always love to win. And I am the type of person that I don't like to lose. I don't like to come in second. I don't like wasting my time. In other words, if I'm going to go in and do something, I'm going to make damn sure that it's the 
best that I can possibly do. Because like I say, I don't want to waste my time and I want to win. So, you know, that's kind of the attitude we had. And that's always been the attitude that I've had. And eventually when I retired, it felt great. It was like, you know what? I don't have to keep up with the magazines. I don't have to keep up with who's marrying who or any of that stuff. And um, I just go and live my life. And you know what? There's a real high end of that. <laughs> and, and so let's go back to those those days and let's dive right into the pressure because I've got a, I've got this much experience in radio and you've got that much experience, but we both know that it is pressure packed. And you lived through Cleveland, one of the biggest markets, at least back then in broadcasting, and you were putting it on top. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm interested. Every morning when you're on, it sounded easy. It sounded mm. fresh. It sounded unrehearsed. Right. And yet there's a lot that goes into it. Talk to me a little bit about the pressure of putting on a show like that to accomplish the uh, win, like you stated. Well, it's a tactical plan. I mean, you have to really sit down and and talk to yourself, talk to your partner, talk to uh, all the people that are going to contribute with you and and plan exactly you know what you want to do, what demographic you want to um, grab, um, how you're going to execute things, the attitude of doing it. And our attitude was always, you know, pretty laid back, but also kind of off the cuff. Now, I would have five pages of show preparation in front of me, and I always knew that I could depend on that and and go with that if I had to. But it also gave me the freedom to just kind of, you know, take an idea, dance around it and say whatever you want to say about it and just have fun with it. You know, so we always had this, um, I guess it was the party atmosphere. We were the party kings. And, you know, for a while when we were younger, we were. But as uh, responsibility grew and as we got older, we realized that, yeah, you know, you just can't do some of that stuff that I uh, used to do when you were younger. Yeah. And it became uh, a very serious venture. But we were so well ingrained in it that we were able to, uh, you know, maintain that attitude. Uh, you know, you'd think we were in clubs every night, partying, having a great old time and and enjoying things when the truth matter is we went to bed early, <laughs> we were well prepped, got up early, got our butts into that studio and sat down and said, okay, what are we going to do today? Well, you know, here's the plan. And yeah. being able to change on a moment's notice too, like if there was a major death, if there was a major incident or whatever, yeah. you just took the ball and ran with it. So that was basically what we did. How many years did you do the show at WMMS with with uh, with Flash? Uh, Twenty one years. Twenty one years. And so the question I have when it comes to pressure and purpose, you're going to do the very best show you can do. It's five days a week, mm -hmm. right? It's at six in the, in the morning, right? How how do you keep that fresh? How do you keep every single show sounding like it's your best show? I know that's what you want. I know that was your purpose. How do you do that over twenty one years? I mean, how does Bruce Springsteen sing "Born to Run" every single night? A lie on and on and on. You would swear, and a lot of these musicians are just incredible. That yeah, you feel it's man. This is the first time that you know I've ever heard this, or this is the yeah, first time right. he actually performed this. It, it's, it, and that's the key. I mean, that's it, isn't it? To, yeah, you have to make it sound like you know it's you know it's very special for the listener. And I always envisioned one listener. I'm talking to one person, and. Yeah. 
You know, you hear people get on the radio. Well, hello, everybody. Yeah, no, I no. know it. You know, it, it's more like, hello, how you doing this morning? Yeah, yeah, you that's know, right. I hope you're doing well. Hope you have that cup of coffee in your hand. You know, whatever. But, you know, something friendly, something nice. Uh, and that's what I always envisioned. But, yeah, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, you talk about pressure and, you know, pressure to perform. When we first started WMMS, there was no pressure. It was a progressive rock station. You could yeah. play what you want. And we all got along really well and and talked amongst ourselves. And, you know, it just worked out really well. But as the radio station grew in popularity, more and more, the company, the corporation, wanted to get their claws on it. You know, <laughs> so so they oh, no, we, uh, we want to get credit for this. Or, yeah. oh, we have an idea. You should do this. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah. your idea sucks. You have no idea what. 20 year olds want, you know? So, you know, I had a deal eventually, you know, we went from just having a program director to having a program director, a national program director. Oh man. A consultant. A consultant. Oh, I hate those. Yeah. And, you know, probably maybe two more deep as well. And Mm. it just, it was difficult because somebody always had an opinion. Somebody always was trying to tell you what to do. And you knew what your audience was. I mean, we grew up with our audience. We were the same, you know, age as our audience. We knew what people wanted and you would get a lot of this outside pressure. So sometimes you had to deal with it. Sometimes you had to bend and, uh, you know, be kind of diplomatic and, you know, integrate some of the things that they, they wanted, but we would take a lot of their ideas and change them around so yeah. that they really fit our audience better. And, um, you know, so, yeah, after a while, there was a lot of pressure, you know, from a lot of outside sources. And it's really difficult to um, to give them any credibility because they're not from your area. They're not from Northeast Ohio. They're not from yeah. Cleveland. And they're trying to tell you, oh, this worked in the... This worked in Las Vegas. Well, yeah. we're not Las Vegas. The <laughs> music is, yeah, the music is different. And, you know, the whole basic rule that I have for radio is the same thing it is with real estate. With real estate, it's location, location, location. Then the basic rules in radio, local, local, yeah. local. So. Jeff, we're th- and that's what this show is kind of about. It's called Purpose Under Pressure for a reason. It's about holding on to what is true to you and what you're trying to do with your life, even though there's storms come along that try to knock you off your path. And a lot of times we take the easy route and we say, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not probably how it always went with you. Were there times when the consultant and the program director and the program director's program director fought so hard that it actually changed you in some way or did were you able to stand up to that? Can you give me an example of when heads collided and and one of you is going to win one of you is going to lose any, any well, remembrance of that yeah there's a there's a lot of incidents that occurred and uh, most of the time we would win the battles you know sometimes you'd lose the war but um <laughs> you know <laughs> and and the truth of the matter is you are working for somebody it is yeah. somebody's company and it's a business yep. yeah it is a business and it has to make money but uh, we were making good money and things were going well. I would say probably one of the biggest fights that I had 
was when they started to change the music. Mm. And what they did is they, um, they instituted a playlist and I can understand playlists, but, um, I like playlists that, you know, are more than 200 songs or, you know, whatever. Seven songs every couple of hours. Yep. I remember. But then they decided to go after a whole new audience. And, um, I really question the reason why I think I really understand that reason, but, um, I don't want to say it here. The thing is, they changed the music. They made it more pop, more top 40. And our audience wasn't used to that. And our audience didn't want it. And that was one of the biggest fights I had. And I still, to this day, say that's what killed that radio station. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And how does that make you feel, knowing that that radio station was your baby? And you, you, and we talked a little bit before, you were responsible for a lot of the success that WMMS and the buzzard had. You were kind of the face of the buzzard. Right. I think that. And uh, now MMS is what it is. How does that make you feel? I I think basically that uh, we could have continued that radio station, you know, well into, you know, maybe 2015, 2020, who knows? Maybe I could have retired from that radio station if they would have done it right. Yeah. But. You got so many cooks in the broth, a lot of them from out of town, and um, it spoiled it. You know, it, yeah. it, it was really difficult to watch that happen. But, yeah. you know, in, in a lot of cases, you couldn't do anything about it. So, you know. Can can you give me, let's, let's change it around a little bit because I know the radio world is a small world and I don't want to put you anywhere you don't want to be. And I'm wondering if you can give me another example of pressure when you nailed it. Like the world was falling apart and maybe behind the scenes everything was nuts. You turn on the microphone and away you went. Is there a, is there a story there? Well, there probably are a lot of them. I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, but um, there are so many mornings that we came in and changed everything. I mean, oh, we yeah. didn't go with our plan. There was uh, an, an incident that occurred. Um, I remember the morning that, uh, you know, the night before John Lennon had been killed and mm-hmm. we were we were stunned, but, you know, we were responsible for what was going to be on that radio station that morning and nothing else cared. It was all Beatles. It was all John Lennon. It was phone calls, you know, so there wasn't anybody calling me up that morning and saying, oh, you should be doing this or you should be doing that, you know, no, we're, we're going with this. And, you know, unless you want to come down here and physically remove me, <laughs> you know, it's not going to change. But we had quite a few mornings like that, um, you know, current event driven and and mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. does a does a, a, a disc jockey, a DJ, a host of a morning show, do you know your audience enough to be what they want? Or are you yourself hoping that they will come along because of who you are? How does that balance work? Well, that is a balance. It really is. I mean, you've got to give people what they want. You can't just uh, go on the radio and and act like you're some sort of a god and start dishing it out because they're going to figure you out real quick. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in Cleveland, it was music. It was all about the music. They wanted new music and they wanted things fresh and they wanted things fun and they wanted to have a good time. And hey, we're going to join you. <laughs> you know? yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, 
you know, we're going to set the table. We're going to give you a ton of music. We're going to give you a ton of entertainment. Uh, we're going to give you um, the ability to go to the Agora or some of these shows and not pay much and, you know, respect your budget and, you know, respect your lifestyle. Because it was the same thing, luckily, that we were living. So we didn't really have to fake anything. You know, yeah. you just never, um, you never really considered that because you were living the same the same lifestyle, the same dream. One of the biggest problems we have as managers and leaders is sometimes we're not focusing on leading and we end up doing it for our sales team. How do we coach our people to help them figure out what self-limiting belief that they have that's holding them back from achieving the levels of success that they know they're capable of? Help them flush out what we call their own head trash, that thing that's holding them back. So work with your team, lead by example, watch your team achieve greater levels of success and watch your team grow and more importantly watch your company and your business grow yeah yeah you're, you're kind of coexisting and, and playing with each other and and living off of each other i'm interested jeff now so we're with jeff kinsbach on the purpose under pressure show and and i'm interested in what happened next. So I'm talking to a legend for me. And I think for a lot of people, and I hope you don't mind, you're a, a legend in the radio world. And so is WMMS. And, uh, but then there's comes an end to that. And yeah. you step away from that. And I think that's part of business as well. And so I'm interested in when you're at the top of your game, and, uh, and you you decide to leave, you're no longer in the public eye, you're no longer making how, what is it like to walk away from uh, something like that? Well, that's a really good question. Um, Recently, I sat down with a real good friend of mine, David Spiro, who uh, was at WMMS in the early days and went on to manage Michael Stanley, Joe Walsh, um, and a host of other major acts. Yep. And we had this long conversation about how, you know, when you're out on the road and you're touring and you're doing concerts and you're in front of people and, and, and the same thing applies for radio and you've got that immediate chemistry. When that goes away, boy, that a lot of people can't deal with it. You know, yeah. um, I was fortunate I was able to deal with it because I guess I got into radio because I liked it. I liked the communication. I liked the sound effects. I liked theater of the mind. Yes. Um, I didn't get into it to meet girls. And it wasn't so much the ego thing. Yeah, No, yeah, yeah. It, it really wasn't. So, um you know, when you take away that excitement and that adrenaline, um, especially with musicians, you know, a lot of them turn to drugs. A lot of them get lonely. A lot of them are like, wow, man, you know, on the road, I was God. And, and now here I'm by myself, you know, and, you know, that creates a lot of problems. It never created that for me. I mean, I, you know, we got uh, kicked out of there uh, when another company uh, bought the radio station. It had been sold like three times. And I kind of welcomed the ability to just go I off bet. and be myself and, you know, have time to myself because I can amuse myself. I, I you know, I love to travel <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have any problem with, um, I, I had a problem with, you know, being fired and, you know, being told that we're not going to keep the uh, staff and, and all of that. It was a, a horrible disappointment, but, um, you know, as far as amusing myself, um, you know, I was fine. I went out and I played golf. I traveled, uh, just kind of took it easy, you know, and, yeah. and then something else came along, which was, um, WTAM, three uh, W E and, and that was fine, you know? So I never really worried about that. 
And what, what did you do with WTAM? I'm not familiar with that. I remember you when you came in with WNE and mm-hmm. brought them back to the top. What was your role with WTAM? I'm not familiar with that. Well, we did uh, talk radio in the afternoon. And sure. I, you were on there in the afternoon? I didn't know that. Yeah, we were on, um, I think it was uh, two to six. And, okay. you know, every uh, afternoon, flash of myself and, uh, you know. Oh, I we're, remember. That's yeah. right. I remember now. Yeah, that's right. We were having a good time. And then they thought, okay, um, let's put these guys on in the morning. And yeah. I was thinking, this is this is perfect. We're on a 50,000-watt clear channel radio station. Well, unfortunately, the program director and the uh, <laughs> general manager thought we should just be newsmen. Now, we yeah. had a plan where we were going to do a lot of personality radio. We were going to have a lot of fun. We were going to, you know, play some games and do some really nice bits and everything. And at the same time, you know, talk about the news as well. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And uh, next thing you know, we were out the door. So, all right, say la vie. Why is that? Why does business get in the way of fun? Why can't people understand that fun is an okay business to have and there's plenty of money to make? Why do we get in the way of ourselves? Well, that's a good question. And at the same time, uh, that radio station was bought and sold at least twice, maybe three times when we were there for just a couple of years that we were there. And I think, okay. you know, they come in, they they paid extraordinarily high rates yeah, for that uh, for that radio station and that group. And the first thing they think about is, well, let's go in and let's cut costs. Let's uh, take the people who are making really good money and they have uh, four weeks of vacation. Let's get rid of them. And we're going to save all this money. Well, the next thing you know, the product declines and the ratings drop. And when the ratings drop, the revenue drops. Gee, we can't figure out what happened. Why did it go this way? (laughs) Well, it's product. It's the product, you know. So that's what happened. That's what happens. And so what's happening now, Jeff? You're out on the road. You're doing this, uh, living this RV life, rocking this RV life is the name of the podcast. You're still living your passion. You're, you know, the world's changed. We don't have three radio stations anymore. We have a million and yeah, we can we start do. our own. I've got one in my bedroom here. You've got one in your RV. Talk to me about what it's like now being Jeff Kinsbach. Well, you know what? It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. I mean, I, I've had a rough year. I had to have a triple bypass yeah. operation and uh, just recently um, got uh, my cataracts removed. And, you know, I'll tell you, I can see really good now. Good. But, um, good. You know, so, but it's it's been a, a rough year for me. I, um, I'm i 70. Um, we love to travel. This was my wife's idea. She came to me. This was funny. I was at uh, WONE and I uh, had a really good run with WONE. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I knew that um, I was going to retire. So I retired at the age of 67 because Patty had just turned 65 and she could be on uh, Medicare with me. And one thing that, you you know, nowadays it's the cost of medical insurance, you know. That's it. If so, we could beat that, we'd be all right. Yep. But she came to me uh, prior to re- retiring and she said to me, um, you know, when you retire, I'd like to just sell the house and get an RV and travel. <laughs> I was like, you're kidding me, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, no, I'm serious. Well, you can tell who wears the pants in the family. Cause <laughs> I 
been traveling. No, seriously, we um, we went out on this. We planned it as good as we possibly could and started off. And I thought, you know, this is going to last a month. And it ended up we're we're past three years now. And wow. we really enjoy it. It's nice. It's uh, a totally different life. I mean, yeah, you're not out there. Um, you know, you're not a big celebrity. You don't uh, go into restaurants and get recognized or anything like that. And I kind of like that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're having fun. We're seeing things that uh, we didn't have time to see when when we were in, you know, business, when we we're uh, working our butts off and, and all of that. I mean, we traveled, but, you know, you'd have a one-week vacation window and boy i'll tell you when you can just travel and go somewhere on your on your whim that is a tremendous feeling it really is and that gets in your blood so that's what we do so let's talk about that very quickly in in the fact that in business we all reach that time we all reach that moment we're all not going to live in an rv but we're all going to kind of fade off into the sunset and leave what we love behind. What would your advice be to the business owners and organization leaders that are listening now um, to really enjoy their retirement, to really get the most out of it? Most important thing is to stay active. Um, And my wife said this first, she said, you know what? She says, I just don't want to sit around and not do anything or be in a rut. And I think that is really, really important. Be active. You know, I don't care if it's um, exercising, walking, hiking, um, playing golf, whatever the case is, keep yourself in good shape and take care of yourself and really, um, you know, do things that really interest you, that are fun, that you've always wanted to do or be a part of. I think that that is just totally key to, you know, to, you know, keeping your life and and your health. I mean, all those things are really important. You realize, I mean, like I say, I'm 70. You realize when you get up here that, you know, there's less time. My life shortens every day. My life gets shorter every day. And, you know, you better you better do some great things with it or have some fun or thoroughly enjoy it. You know, just don't sit on your butt. So that's what we do. And, you know, like I say, I've never really had a a big ego about things or anything like that. I mean, it's nice, you know, having a column in the newspaper, it's nice podcasting, but, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, we're going to pull back on the throttle here. And, um, you know, the thing is we just, probably will by the time you have this uh, aired or on <laughs> we probably will have quit podcasting is because, that right uh, yeah we just want to how does um, that make you feel jeff how does that make you feel i know you want to relax and enjoy things a little bit how does it make you feel to maybe put that microphone away i you know i don't really have that much of an issue with it yeah i really don't i i kind of like getting up in the morning having my coffee and saying okay uh where, you know, what do you want to see today? Do you want to go on this hike? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? And just do it. Not having any kind of deadline, not having, you know, a podcast once a week, uh, you know, you got a deadline, you got to keep it fresh. You got to think about it. And, you know, the truth matter is we've done 107, 108 of these things. And, you know, we got a lot of information in there and I think we've covered it all. So, uh, I think it's all be online forever. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think yeah. it's time for us Good to uh, kind of, you know, fade off into the sunset a little bit here. And, uh, so let's and just talk be about one, one last thing then as we kind of wrap up the show. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. I remember you as a, as a, a mentor to me that you never met. And I'm sure there are many others that think of it the same way. There's probably people that think of you as the person that spun the Thin Lizzy songs every day and, you know, and, and just right. as entertainment, that right kind of thing. Right. When you look back at your impact in Cleveland, maybe in radio as in general, uh, the ways, the things you did on morning shows that the, the world emulated Howard Stern isn't probably Howard Stern unless Jeff Kinsbach does what he does first. Right. It's the whole you did these things first and you did them well. What do you think about your legacy and your impact in in radio and in Cleveland and overall in the broadcasting industry? Well, I think um, in a hundred years, nobody's going to give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for now, um, I look back and, you know, I, I'm glad that we could help a lot of people. I'm glad we could entertain a lot of people. I'm glad we had the music we had and you know, the people that, uh, came along with it. I mean, we just, um, we hit it at the right time and it was a great time to be young, to rock and roll and just to have fun and to do good radio. I mean, I think, um, I think we did a great job. I think, you know, there's, there's days that I would like to have back. There are, you know, mistakes we made. I mean, we're all human, but overall, I, I've always liked the fact that um, we didn't want to lose. We didn't want to be in second place. We wanted to do it right and do it to the best of our ability. And that, I hope, you know, resonates. And and the fact that, um, hey, you know, we uh, worked hard. We never gave up. And we got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing, too. So, Love it. Tremendous. Jeff Kinsbach, formerly of WMMS, WTAM, WONE, uh, formerly, we say, say it now because this won't run until January, perhaps, of the uh, rocking the the RV life and just a hero of mine. And, and uh, if folks, if you can't tell, I'm just overwhelmed by uh, gratitude here and, and uh, appreciation well, for you. you being on the show and talking with me and, uh, and sharing some stories about the old days and about, for my audience, more importantly, about overcoming the pressure and doing it right and staying true to who you are and staying true to your purpose. And so I really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, it's my pleasure. And, you know, just one more bit of advice. Uh, you talk about pressure. It's almost like when you're on stage and <clears throat> everybody in the front row is trying to get your attention and talk to you. And if you let that get to you, you've lost. The whole idea is the entire theater. So mm. I hope that makes sense. Play to the back row. It does make sense. Yeah. It does make sense. That's don't Jeff let, Kinsbach, folks. Yeah. Don't let that's anybody a, get you off your game. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that's what you're doing now as you ride off into many, 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 many more sunrises and sunsets. You're doing it your way. And I think that's really cool. And I wish you the very best of luck in everything that you ever do. Um, and, and tell your wife, Patty, thank you for sharing this time with us as well, because I know that your time together is valuable. So I really appreciate it. All right. You take care and I appreciate it and stay healthy. 
Folks, that's Jeff Kinsbach. That is the legendary Jeff Kinsbach of Jeff and Flash from WMMS and the morning show way back when. And man, I'm excited that he was a part of our show and our guest on Purpose Under Pressure. Again, brought to you by Sandler by the Ruby Group. Sellers are under pressure to perform. <laughs> Jeff knows that video. Sellers uh, killed the radio stations, I think, sometimes. Sandler helps you succeed on purpose. You'll find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcasts. We do this every Every week, I hope it can be this good every week. Uh, regardless, we will see you next time as season four kicks off of Purpose Under Pressure. We'll see you next time on Purpose. 